You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm super excited to have the amazing, the lovely Jessica Rodriguez here today. She is a business strategist and I have been stalking her a little bit on social media let's be real um (laughs) so we have been Facebook and Instagram friends for a while but I really like loved her energy and loved what she's had to say so I was like you have to be on my podcast no questions asked so here we are welcome to the show Jessica thank you so much for having me here I'm super excited yeah, so tell everybody about what who you are and what you do in case they're not, you know, Instagram friends with you. Yes, and if not, like, I love being stalked, so you should come be <laughs> friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, my name is Jessica Rodriguez. I am an online uh, business strategist, and my real goal is helping women break free from the one-on-one done-for-you reliant income streams and really start to scale their business in a way that works for them. So stepping into things like courses and memberships and programs where they can go ahead and expand that impact that they have, but really live their own life at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. As someone who does done for you services, that is my goal. So I totally understand. And that's a great focus to have because so many people are pushing the services, which really, it that bogs you down, man. There's only so many clients you can do shit for. Yes. And I think like, uh, it was such a struggle for me for a long time. I think because my background is originally as a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So I worked in an agency setting. I was doing freelance work on the side. Student loan debt is real. So, yep. you know, I had all the jobs. <laughs> um, and as I was doing that, it was always, you know, find people that are willing to respect the work and pay, you know, mm-hmm. what it is that um, you're putting your pricing at. Some people were like, what? You're not doing a logo for $25. Like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of thing. And I'm like, it's really quality. Um, so I came from that kind of mindset. I get into the online space and originally it was in the fitness and health uh, space. So I was this person that I created this Facebook when there were fan pages back in the day, which yep. made me super hipster. <laughs> <laughs> when I originally created the page, it was because I didn't want my friends and family to make comments on social mm. social media. Like, we don't care about this. Stop posting your workout photos, like all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I created this page and it started to grow this audience. And I was like, oh, like people actually care about this stuff. Like they want me to just rant on whatever it is that I'm doing about my health at the time. And somebody had sent me this message saying, you know, you can make money doing this. I'm like, no, you can't like make money. Like this is online. Like I just had no idea what was actually available. And I had started in that space and 
it's funny because, you know, like once you get into the actual business space and then you surround yourself with other entrepreneurs and you're seeing what's going on, I started seeing all these messages about, oh, you can, you know, high ticket sales and you can have these mm -hmm. one-on-one clients and they're spending all this money. And I come from like, okay, people were fighting me that my logo wasn't $25. Like, yeah, right. Like people aren't paying this much to work out. People aren't paying this much for like anything because I didn't understand it and just the opportunity that was there. Mm -hmm. And then as my business started to grow and I had replaced my income within the first year and then we had paid off a lot of debt, like a lot of great, you know, highlight reel kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but as that was happening within my business, it, I like went full force into this one-on-one -on -one slash done for you world. And it was like, this is how you make a lot of money. And someone who didn't come from money and somebody who struggled with debt and loans and, you know, all of this, it was like, wow, there's this, this like ticket to freedom, right? Like we could really have the life that we always wanted for ourselves. Like we really can go do the things and live this quote unquote laptop lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sustained me for the first two years of business was just this, I can't even believe this is life, like that people can do this. And I was working. I mean, I was definitely committed to showing up for my business, but then all of a sudden I started to see the other side of it. And it was the, well, what happens when you are booked and your inbox is filled and all the people want to come to you and they value what you do and you're not actually living life at the same yep. time, you know? And it's like, nobody told me how to navigate this part, you know? And anytime I would start to ask people, it would be, oh, like, be grateful. I'm just trying to book clients. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, great. Now I feel like, and I don't know if you curse, but I feel like an a-hole right now, uh -huh. right? Like, yeah, yeah. I can't say this because now it, it feels bad. Like, I should want this. I should, like be happy and thankful that there's 90 something messages in my inbox and like half of them I don't even want to respond to. Like I should feel happy for all this. And I didn't. And I didn't know what it was, like how to fix it. Because at that time I was kind of the one woman show mm -hmm. going on. So I turned to my husband, I'm like, you know, people are asking us to do this social media management. Why don't we just build another business? Like that, that's the solution. Like instead we won't have to work with people directly. We could just kind of like do it for them in that way. And he's like, okay, sounds great. Like whatever you want. So we built that business in a weekend. Um, wow. Stacked it on top of our last business, had it booked out within the first week of that business. Cause I had already created a brand. So there was already people asking, Hey, could you do the same thing you did in your fitness business with mine? So we did that. And it took about four or five months before I pretty much had a breakdown. Um, yeah, I was going to say, having started off my freelance career doing that, yeah, no, it sucks. No. People's social media makes you hate social media. Oh, my God. And, like, I didn't even know as far as, like, having a full-blown, like, agency and all that kind of stuff. So what I would do is I would – I wanted to know all my clients. Like, I wanted to know everything about them. And it wasn't like these generic social posts. I literally sat there and was like, here I am sitting with my daughter. We're doing da, 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 da. Like I would write as I was the mom of three and the mom mm -hmm. of two and like 
this one's off to college. And I like everything was so customized because that's the way I built my own brand was like, everything is personalized. So I was doing that for them. And then it's like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like, I don't want to do it for myself anymore. Like, I'm so just over this. And the hardest part about it is it's like, this is what you wanted. You got it. And now what? Like, Mm. what is the point of any of this? Like, why do we even bother? What did I fight for? So I left my job where I was working 50 to 80 hours a week because I had full-time job as a designer, but then I had three part-time jobs. It's like, so now I just went and created two businesses that take well more than that time Mm -hmm. to, to be able to manage and run. And I'm not even happy. And my first business is in fitness and I'm gaining weight and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm now becoming unhealthy in this process. So, you know, what is going on? And I've had anxiety majority of my life. So I'm dealing with that on top of it. And it's just, we don't even have time to deal with that. Like mm-hmm. your personal health, your well-being, like, you nobody got time. We have a lot of stuff on our to-do list. So let's just keep ignoring it. And it was around the summer of 2015 when everything just snapped. It was like, I'm not functioning. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't do this business. I honestly don't want to do life. Like I don't want to do anything right now because if this is all we're working towards, then why bother? Like this this just isn't it. And I think a lot of it is we have to be so careful. And I didn't know at that time of like who we surround ourselves around and what messages are being spoken into our lives intentionally or not every single day. And everything around me was just like, push harder, more, nothing's enough, nothing's enough. Like six isn't enough. You need to go to seven, seven, you know, like we just need to keep going. And it got to the point where I go, wow, people who used to say, you know, the money isn't the end all be all. I used to always say, oh, it must be nice when you have it, right? Like to say that, like that was my mentality. And then when I hit there, I was like, this is what they mean. They're miserable right? Like it doesn't matter if you're not happy, right? Um, and that's where I shut down those two businesses. And everyone's like, what are you going to do? Like mm. make it so I have no other option. Like I'm going to make a different business. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all I know how to do apparently is make businesses. So, so how yep. did you pull yourself out of that dark time? Because as someone who's been there, done that, had mm-hmm. that, you know, I deal with anxiety and depression all the time. Like, how did you really pull yourself out of that darkness? That Was it just closing down the businesses or did you do, you know, other things? Yes. So oddly enough, at first, I thought the answer was, let's just start again, right? Um, let's start the business. And I remember it was my birthday, actually, um, that year because my birthday falls in August. So it was during that summer. And I... I told my husband, this will be the last all-nighter I do. The last one, I promise. Um, If I can just get this website up for the Daydream Achiever brand, if I can get this site up, I'll take care of myself. Like, I will learn my lesson. And I didn't know really anything about mindset. I knew some about personal development, but not to the extent that I do now. And I decided to create this brand around, like, what is the real dream and me figuring it out along the way. So, okay, I'm going to create a business around, yes, I can help you to create a business, 
but I need to lead by example in kind of having what I want. And there's a quote on my board that somebody told me right around that time. And it was, if you're going to preach freedom, you better be free. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so we're going to, so as I was going through this, this whole period and trying to figure out, okay, what's next. And I just assumed you know, it's one of those things you're going to keep repeating the lesson until you learn from it. And at that time it was like, okay, just create a different business and do it differently. So it's like, okay. Cause obviously I've proven that works. Um, so it was just like the hope that pulled me out of it. So it's that like the hope it will be different this time. And like, I'm taking action to make it different was the only way for me to do that. Where I really did get to a point where I was sitting on the couch and I was telling my husband, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make this, like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through it. And that's a very scary place to be. Um, but it, it was something I had an experience probably since like my early twenties and to be there in business where it just feels hopeless. It was, I have no choice but to change. And even the thought of like, we're going to change it. We're going to create something different. We're going to create what you always wanted and like actually allow yourself to just do what you want, which I didn't realize until that point. I never gave myself the freedom to do that. And that hope alone is what pulled me out. Like just to know that, wait, we're going to try again. We're going to pick up. We're going to try again. And as I started to create this business at first, I would keep like falling back like into old ways, working a lot, you know, really kind of um, doing this hustle just for the sake of it, not, you know, intentional by any means. But since my husband had seen what I went through during that summer and when it was just like, I can't do this anymore, he would come in and literally close my laptop at certain points. So he would just walk in there and be like, you're done and close it. Cause it was like, okay, now it's time for bed. Like I had to relearn what a normal bedtime was. And you know, all these things that it sounds so trivial when you think about it, but it really was my life. Like I needed to kind of reprogram myself out of the past few years in my business. And even when it came to my inbox, it's like, we're just not going to answer or we're going to bring in a VA and have them start answering it. And those steps were so hard for me. So I'm like, what are people going to think about me? Like, am I too good for this? Am I, and like all of this was circling around and I just kept thinking, you no longer have a choice. Like you can't function the way you were doing, you know, obviously it was not working. And every time I just kept like holding on to this hope, like you're going to make a business you love. It's not going to happen overnight, but we're going to make this time right. And as I created this business and we're a few years in now, but every single step of the way, when I found myself, like my anxiety would kick up, it became this sign automatically. Stop, reevaluate, stop that offer, cancel this, change this. So this whole business has been about this like evolution and this unapologetic sense of just do what you want. Like, just put yourself first. So it was, okay. First I was taking on -on one-on-one clients and I saw I started getting booked out quickly, just like it happened before. And I was like, okay, we're getting booked out quickly. I don't like this. I don't like the feel of it. What do we do to change this? Like 
okay, let's start infusing different offers in our business. Okay, at one point I shut off all one-on-one work, like, and then I brought it back in a different way. And just like having this freedom and flexibility to run this brand however I want, and it's it's evolved so much over the years that it has wound up becoming the blessing I wanted it to be. And I think sometimes it is like making that decision of, no, this time it's going to be different and I'm going to tell other people, which I never did earlier in my business, like have friends that are accountable or will keep you accountable to your own stuff. So it's like, hey, you seem like you worked a lot today. Did you work out? You're like, hmm, crap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure didn't. (laughs) Um, And then like just checking in on different things. So if I was complaining, oh, I feel so overwhelmed. Well, why is that? Well, because I have all these things. Do those all really need to be done? Like, hmm, true, true. And then it became my default. But at first, I needed to get myself around people that were working business differently. So any mentor I took on, I needed to make sure they not just had like a business result I wanted, but they had the life I wanted too, Mm -hmm. which became a totally different decision-making process where before it was like, you're doing big, big things. I want to do big things. I'll work with you. And now it's like, no, 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 no. I need to know what the backstage looks like before we even play this game. Um, And then I can go in and like truly get the most out of that mentorship and really grow and investing in mindset was huge for me as well because I can strategy all day long. Yeah, because honestly, like there's so many mentors out there who are all about the hustle and the grind and that's just freaking exhausting. Like it really is to just, like you said, the reason I was just like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh to everything you were saying is because that has been my life as well before. Just working all the time, trying to hustle, 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 and then being like, cool, I am working more than I did in a regular job awesome. That's not what I wanted for my life. And that's really the thing. And I think maybe this is something, I don't know if it's an evolution we all have to experience ourselves as much as we'd love to be like, listen to me now, don't fall into that, you know, that trap. Like sometimes you have to like go through it. But at the same time, I think a big issue with this is that people are being sold into businesses that aren't actually the vision that they have for themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're too afraid. Like they think they have to do that to have the vision when it's trusting in what their vision is. So like, for example, I've talked to people who they have product-based businesses or, you know, they're trying to sell courses and different things like that. And they go, you know, I feel like I'm not going to make it unless I take on some higher end one-on-one or just one-on-one in general. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to do that first. Is that true? And I'm like, do you want to do that? Like, do you enjoy that jumping on zoom and record, you know, and going through the, the process and the transformation that can come with it. And it's like, I mean, I like people, but not that, or they have little ones at home or, you know, like their lifestyle is just different. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know what? It will not work for you. Mm-hmm. Like you will be one of the people that I keep putting offers out there and they're not working because you don't really want that. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't actually go. But instead, if you took that same belief that it would work and make you a lot of money and you put it towards what you actually want, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. You really have to be aligned with 
what you want out of life. And I think so many people think like, oh, well, this expert told me I should do drop shipping or this expert Mm -hmm. told me I should be a social media manager. You're just following what the quote unquote experts say. And you're not at all thinking about what makes me happy? What do I love doing? Who do I love talking to? Because if you're aligned with that, then it's not going to feel like drudgery and work and like you are gonna have to work because it's work but yeah you'll have fun doing it and it'll be easy it won't feel like this weight is bearing down on you yes and it's that like self-awareness that starts to come in as well and because I know like we can be real open here on this podcast I'll tell you I was like looking for a a newer mentor um I had come out of a year-long mentorship and it's like okay like you know, I've worked with a good amount of people that I've really wanted to work with. I'm just kind of like, you know, I feel like that, um, Mm -hmm. like the free agent, right? (laughs) So I'm like looking around and I was on with someone and amazing business, everything, but you know, you learn how to ask better questions as you grow in business. And, um, one of the things was, I mentioned that I do have a membership. I truly enjoy it. Is it the biggest moneymaker in my business? No, but it's okay. Like it just feels so good for me that, I know it's going to grow. Like that's not really the question. And I mentioned that because I want to know either if she ran a membership or if she's worked with clients who, you know, has that experience. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I think memberships are really just like a waste of time and energy. Um, I have one. It's like, it's not that easy to sell. And I just find that you'll do a lot better if you sell off the courses and the membership type of thing. And I was like, you know, I respect that. I do. But I'm also in a place in my business where I now know that's not the right fit for me. Like this mentorship isn't going to be the right fit because this is the direction that I'm going in. And it's not that I'm unteachable, but I know anything in business works if you, one, are aligned for and two, are willing to show up and do the work. So it's, this feels so good to me that I know the positive proof is out there a million times with people running membership sites. That's not really... Mm -hmm. um, an issue, but because I want to do it and I know my personality and how I operate, I just know this isn't the right fit for a mentor. So, okay. I talked to somebody else. She has a very sizable membership and, you know, said the same thing. Yeah. It's going to take work as long as you enjoy X, Y, Z and this, like, yeah, we can totally strategize that. And that's where I'm leaning, right. Um, to start going into this next avenue of my business. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a great realization where if this was a few years ago, I would have went, Oh yeah, I should just cancel that membership. It's definitely not Mm going to work. She's right. Like I should just sell off these courses and like, you know, do this kind of thing. And I'm like, at this point, no, that's, that doesn't feel good. What feels good is having this community of women that are on the same level and, you know, that type of thing. And that trust is something that it's so priceless because you have to develop it, you know, for yourself and like really be willing to run something for 90 days, 120, like keep doing these rounds to see, is this offer really connecting before just listening to somebody else, whether you should do something or not? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent true. And a lot of people just don't have the patience or again, they listen to the quote unquote experts and Mm -hmm. they just say, Oh, I need to do this even though I don't like doing it. Mm -hmm. Don't like doing it. That energy is going to come across and it's not going to do well. Yes. And something that I started to implement 
probably about a year ago, I think, um, for myself that I'll share with you guys, because I think for me, it's been like this very easy decision-making process that I take myself through with anything in my business. It's just a matter of trusting it. So it is like first thing right away. It's like, does this feel heavy or light? Any offer, any social media strategy, any person I'm hiring, like regardless, if you know it's heavy, it already says you need to explore something in it. Mm-hmm. Where if you're working from things that are light, putting in the work is not the issue. It's just like, I want to do this. I'm so lit up by creating this content or, you know, doing these actions. So I always check that. And as soon as something's heavy, it's like, okay, I know I'm stubborn. I need to go to the next layer of questions here because I need to make sure what's going on. And that's where I start to ask myself, okay, so is this action, let's just like look at it from a business standpoint. Is it giving me an ROI? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we find that we're keeping things that aren't even giving us a return. So it's like either way you're losing, you're not happy with it and it's not even bringing you what you want. So I've done this with like a free Facebook group that I used to have. And it was like, actually, I'm making sales through my funnels and through pop-up groups. So then why, why am I keeping something that feels heavy and isn't giving me an ROI anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, like as much as it used to, at least at the time. So like going through that and then like the third one that became the kicker for me. And I feel like your audience, same way, like very like purpose driven. We mm-hmm. want to serve people and ask myself, does this truly serve my audience? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I found that the answer was no, because I wasn't excited about it anymore. Yep. 100%. Yeah. And it's like, I I just did that today. Like I had a Facebook group that I created months ago. I wasn't into it. I wasn't putting anything into it. Nobody was joining because I just wasn't, my heart wasn't there. And today I just closed it and started a new one for the podcast. And I've already gotten like 20 people in there. Everybody's excited. I'm excited. And it's because that's where my intention is and my alignment is. So you just need to cut off the dead weight sometimes. Yes. And that's, it's like so hard. And then you think about it, you look back a year later and you're like, why was I so worried? It's fine. Right. Uh But in that moment, you're like, what am I doing? (laughs) And when I started like going through this little um, process for myself, I realized just how much I was able to get rid of. And even now with like courses in my business, I'll get to a course. And if I evaluate this way, it's like, okay, it feels heavy. Is it giving me an ROI? A lot of times it is. Yes. But it's just a matter of, okay, am I hitting all points positive? Right. So if it's like, okay, well, I'm getting an ROI, but it feels heavy. And does it really serve my audience? Like, even if they're buying it, but you don't feel it really serves them anymore because of changes in the market, because of a million different reasons. Well, now you're out of integrity. Yeah. You know, once I went through that, it's like, oh man, like if this doesn't win on all three points, I need to let go of it in my business. Like it really started to make things a lot clearer for me and a lot like, more simplistic where we all want this simplicity, but then we throw 80 million things at ourselves in our business. So if I could just run my decisions through this, I could easily see like, wait, this doesn't truly serve. Or for me, like at points with one-on-one, I'm like, I need to cut it because I'm, I don't feel like I'm showing up as my full self. So I'm not serving anyone regardless of if it gives an ROI, like it doesn't freaking matter. It's not really serving in the way I want to. And it feels heavy. So you can do that with pretty much anything in your business. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, that I totally get where you're coming from. And I hope that everybody, if you don't take anything else away from this podcast, it's that you need to be in alignment with what you're doing and you need to cut off the dead weight of things that don't serve you. Yes. And I just have to say, if anyone is hearing this and they're like, oh, alignment, <laughs> that word, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I am like strategist through and through. I have, it's like opposites attract. So like all the biz besties are like mindset coaches and, you know, things like that. Um, and we're always balancing each other out. And I am still that person that's always like, hey, somebody explain this to me. Mm -hmm. Somebody explain this. Like when it comes to like some of the more like getting alignment and what does that mean? And like all of that kind of stuff, it's things that even if it feels like uncomfortable or you're not quite sure of it, mm -hmm. like just be open to learning, mm -hmm. like be open to leaning into how can I learn more about myself? How can I learn more about how I operate and what I really want and ask people that know more than you do? Like, don't be afraid to ask for what you need. So, I mean, I have had to learn just like the art of receiving. So I'm that friend that's like, how can I help you? How can I help you? I found this. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll give you. And then I was like, no, during that period of my business, when I was really struggling, I had to learn to say, guys, I'm struggling. Can mm -hmm. you keep me accountable when I say this, but do this? Can you like call me out on whatever it is that's going on? Can you have these hard conversations with me around what it is that my vision is versus the other side. And this is where I started learning the power of alignment where, you know, people around me that were like breaking it down. Like I was five, like this is what it means to actually have what you want. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Instead of just like do, 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 you know, like through life, it was this like slow down to speed up type of effect. And I had to learn that from, people around me before it became my second nature. So there could be people listening. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into, you know, honoring myself and I want to be better with that, but I kind of struggle because I'm more left brain thinking. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, it's like, no, you can absolutely fuse the two together. Like you can still be that doer in your business, but have the other side as well with the ease. Yep, absolutely. Because I'm the same way. I'm a strategist, but also I'm creative. And I, I need a little bit of that mm -hmm. woo-woo-y, like, personal development stuff. That's what keeps me sane. So I totally understand. <laughs> yes. And I'm always, uh, I'll let them know. I'm like, wait, that's too far over. <laughs> You went over the line with me. Like, that one's too much. To my ghost child inner self, like I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you can set your limits on all the things, but I think the biggest thing is being open because you are going to evolve so freaking much on this journey. I'm not the same person I was. I'm not I either. I, huh. I watched a Facebook live I did in September, my very first one. Mm -hmm. And then I watched one I did last week. And it was like, I was a different person. My energy was different. Like I looked so much, like so much more confident, like, yeah, the evolving that you do in this journey of business is incredible. Yes. And especially when you get, and I'm sure you experience this too, when you get around people that aren't in the entrepreneur space mm -hmm. and you start hearing, you're like, I'm pretty sure 
that same boss you were complaining about like five years ago or like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a different conversation. And then you realize I was doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like um, I had the same energy. I had the same, you know, like the same way of being, which is probably how we all attracted originally. But then you start to see how much you evolve. And then you look back at your business, whether it is your content, your offers, who you work with. It's like, Oh, like I have these dream clients and it's like, wait, remember when you didn't? Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, because you didn't know how to set boundaries and you know, you didn't know how to do these things at the time and giving yourself grace and like continued permission that guess what? It's also not going to look like it does today in five years from now either. Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up, um, what do you have any advice for a listener who might be considering starting her own business, like what would you tell her as someone much like me who's been doing this forever and has learned all the lessons? Yeah. So I would say your story is the biggest untapped gift starting Mm -hmm. out. And I mean, even when you're experienced, we start to forget this. Um, We assume that everybody knows our story and or nobody cares Mm -hmm. about your story. And either side of that coin is incorrect because the truth is no matter what you do, somebody else does something similar um, in business, but the way you share it, your lifestyle, and you could be the most boring person ever, which I usually consider myself, but apparently I'm not, Um, but like, it doesn't matter. It just matters that you're out there trying and you're sharing it genuinely. So like, Yes, share the weird things you like behind the scenes of your business. Like share those things because that's actually what's going to allow not only you to grow really fast, um, but to grow a connected audience to you and like just trusting in that story and letting it out. It's very nerve wracking for all of us. Trust me. Yeah, it is. It's really scary, but the more vulnerable, the more like fun you just have with it and let people see the real you, that's who's going to connect with you. Those are your dream clients. Those people are going to be like, man, I want to be your friend. That's how I felt about Jessica. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so fun. We have to be friends. Like, let me stalk her online. And here we are. So (laughs) see, and I mean, my role always like compared to online and like, I want it to be, we meet in person, we wind up at the same event or I'm going through your town. It's like, Hey, let's have lunch. I don't want you to meet a different person. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to feel like exactly the same way. We both get on the mic. It's like, I already feel like I know you. Like that's how it should feel. I think mm-hmm. for anyone's business where you could meet someone in person, they're like, you're exactly what I expected. And it's yeah. like, you're right. Cause I'm just being me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a hard concept. Again, Mm -hmm. much like we were talking about before, you, you feel like you have to fit into this box, but you don't, you can really be you and still make money with ease, still have the clients you want, still have the life you want. Yes. And if ever in doubt, you guys, I'll just let you know that I was the fitness chick with a really big audience over on Facebook world um, days. And I used to share probably about every other week, the food that I burned and it was still working because that was my life. So it was like, if I know how to cook this, you can too. Like <laughs> that's what my brand was around and because I don't like cooking. And I used to question that. I'm like, I feel like I'm not allowed in this space and I'm not making like these delicious, like Instagram worthy photos. And uh-huh. I'm like, well, that's not me. So here's what you get. <laughs> if I can make it, so can you let's do this. 
That's awesome. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you and learn more about what you do, where can they find you? Yes. So I am hanging out at thedaydreamachiever.com. If you want to follow me over on social, which Instagram, my jam, um, these days, you can head over to the Jess Rodriguez. Yay. Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. I'm so glad that I finally had you on my podcast. Yes. This is exciting. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.